Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Selena Johnson. She's a delegation expert, solution seeker, and freedom fixer. And she works with consultants, coaches throughout the whole world, helping them make more money in less time. What I love most about this particular episode is we really get into uh, delegation and the mindset around it and really the skill set that we all as investors need to develop for us to have more free time, right, Andressa? Yeah. So that was a big, big piece that came from today's episode. Absolutely. And you might, you guys might be thinking, oh, I already heard about delegation before, right? But here's the deal. Knowing about it doesn't change anything. So we go over what is the steps that you need to take in order to first understand the value of your time, how you're able to put an ad out there, find the right person for you, have the onboarding process and how you need to give feedback and have that communication back and forth so you can build relationship, gain time back to your life to do whatever you want to do. This is a must-have episode for all the investors that are looking to grow and gain more time. And I think it's everybody, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it, Liz? <laughs> that is the so, truth. That is just. Hey guys, it's Liz. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that time is running out and you just have three weeks left to get your ticket to InvestorCon 2024, the number one premier conference for women in real estate. It's happening from June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. To learn more and to get your ticket, go to investhercon.com today and use the code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's investhercon.com, promo code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes, but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we're all about empowering women to live a financially free and balanced life on their own terms. Right, Andressa? <laughs> Indeed. Whatever that means to them. Whatever it means to them. So we're excited to have Selena Johnson on our show today. We're going to be talking about some fun topics around delegation and just doing less, making more, all the things that all of us want more of. So Selena, thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with our community today. 
Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to speak with you all today. Yeah, very, very, very pumped. Selfishly very excited about your topics because we all need a little more of that in our lives, right? (laughs) So um, before we go there, we always like to kind of get connected to all of you amazing women and men who I know (laughs) listen to our show and are along this journey with us. And uh, we love hearing that, especially in our Facebook community. We had a woman the other day just thanking us for the podcast and sharing the explosion of her portfolio, which is music to me and Andres's ears. So thank you for being on with us. And thank you for just, you know, supporting this podcast. So I just wanted to say that quickly. Quick story I have, Andresa. You're going to love this story. You even heard this one before. So yesterday, my son comes home from a neighbor's house and says to me, Mom, I have to give you some feedback about something. This is what he says to me, my eight-year-old. I said, okay, what's going on, bud? How did it go over at Miss Jen's house? He goes, great, great. She's very different with her son than you are with me. I said, what do you mean, buddy? Like, what, you know, how different? How, how different, right? She goes, no, she doesn't ever raise her voice to her son or the, t- the two of them. I never hear Miss Jen ever raise her voice. So Zach, are you saying that I raise my He's like, yeah. So the other thing is that like, she's pretty calm and you're kind of like, how can I say this, mom? Uh, a little more energetic. <laughs> You're a little more energetic. This is what he's telling me. My literally verbatim, right? Giving you feedback. So, giving me feedback. And so he's like, sometimes when you tell me something to do, you don't even give me a chance to do it. You just keep saying the same thing over and over again. And it makes me feel bad, mom. So I'm just taking this feedback in. So the first thing, I, I'm sharing this quick story with you. And he's like, you get very spirited. And Miss Jen is just calm all the time. You know, mom, so, I'm moving to Miss Jen's house. I'm exactly. I'm just letting you know yeah. why I'm telling you all this. Uh, one, it was just really funny to hear, and and I heard it though. And what he was saying was that he needs a little more calmness from me. Uh, I got that, and I concur with that. I can't disagree with that. I got a little defensive at first. I'm different from Miss Jen, right? And I, you know, we all can go into defense mode when we get feedback from people. And especially I I care about my son. I want him to speak his truth. I'm teaching him to do that. So I was proud of him. I told him that. And I said, it's hard to hear these things, Zach, but I get what you're saying. And I want to work on being a little more calm with you. And he said, I would really appreciate that. I said, okay, I'm not going to be Miss Jen though. You know that because I don't want you to be her, but I just wanted to give you some feedback. So I say that to all of you listening because we, sometimes we get unsolicited feedback. People give us feedback when we didn't ask for it. And but the people we care about, or if we don't care about them before getting defensive, before saying, disregarding it, take it in and say, is there some truth here? Is there something that I can learn from this? Is there something that if I take what this person's saying, I can be a better version of myself? Because sometimes we just don't ask those questions and we get into defense mode and we move on. So I just wanted to share that. I love that. that. Fun little story with my son. Isn't it fun to look at them as like individual mini adults? Right. Because I met him when he was barely two, I think. And now they can really express themselves. Lorenzo started expressing, he's six, and he started expressing more. He, on Monday, he usually has homework. And I asked him, Do you have homework today? He's like, Nope. (laughs) No, I don't. Right. And then at the end of the day, when I was almost bedtime, that I was, preparing for the next day, I found his homework. Then I looked at him. I was just like, what the hell? Now we're going to sit down at eight o'clock. My brain is burned. It's not that it's like rocket science, right? Was the freaking food web. And I was like, I don't know who eats who. I'm sorry. Just got to Google it. (laughs) Right. 
I I took a notch on my voice. And then he's like, he did this sign over here. It's like, mom, here's what I can tell you. And I was like, okay, this 75-year-old child, I'm going to make a better choice next time and tell you uh, that I have a homework. And then that's all I can say to you. So now we just need to get this homework done. And I was like, that's so true. Right, that where we're gonna start talking more about this. That doesn't work. I was like, okay, you make a better choice, and then we're good. It's like, okay, we're good, <laughs> and then we're done. We like we were done with the thing. So yeah. I think that him kind of like saying, hey, right? There's so much wisdom in in, in in children, and we think that we are teaching them, but they are teaching so much mm. to to us all the time, it's, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yesterday, you and I, Liz, run a mastermind, right? So I, the way he doesn't understand mastermind, but I said, mommy and, and Miss Liz, we are coaching other people. And then he said, coaching them to do what? I was like, well, but how can I summarize this <laughs> to figure shit out, to, to help them to you know, support. I say, listen, yeah. sometimes they already have, it's like what you're giving them. It's like, well, mommy's not giving them. Mommy is just reminding them of what they already have. And then he said to me, so they forgot that they have it. And I was like, well, honey, you know, you're born with everything. Right. And as we are growing up, we keep forgetting certain things. We forget that we did great things, that we had the courage to do certain things. And he's like, that's great, mommy. And then you do like this. Hey, 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 hey. Remember that time? Remember that time? So it was cute for him to see the interpretation of, of it as, as we navigate together, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Everyone could be a teacher, right? Everyone could be a teacher to us. So good, good lesson to take into your day and your week. Good stuff. So, uh, Selena, without further ado, just would love to ask you, as we kick things off, you know, you are, you know, helping people, mindset, delegation, making more, working less, the things that are all the reasons, a lot of the reasons that women get into this game of investing, right? To make more, work less. How did you get into it? Where did this all begin for you? Where did your kind of journey of this type of work begin? Yeah, so I I love organization. I'm very structured from a young age. Organizing, that's my thing. I could organize the kitchen cupboards and the utensils. That's I just I just find it really relaxing. So it became a natural fit for me where I love organizing businesses. I started off when I finished university, I had a degree in graphic design. And that was quite similar where you were given a brief that was a problem and you had to solve it. And that continues through the journey of the clients that I worked with in in small family-owned businesses where they were always super busy. There was a lot, always something going on. There's always this new product or new launch and they needed the team to help them to facilitate some of that help because they couldn't do everything themselves. What I found myself was in a lot of different roles where my fingers were in different pies, but I enjoyed it because I was very good at finding simple solutions, taking chaos and creating calm. And I just loved it. And that's just where I come in. I, I'm a, I love helping people and looking at, okay, where's the struggle is? What's the problem that you're currently having? And what can I help you with that's in my zone of genius to support you in that function? You know, Selena, when I came across you, it was at about putting systems and processes and SOPs in place, right? For the ladies that are listening, SOP stands for Standard Operating Procedures. 
And for a lot of women that just heard that, it feels that we're I'm scratching the teacher's board, right? <laughs> like they can't stand it. A lot of the women in our community that they are real players, real real estate players, they're they're our investors. They understand the importance of creating standard operating procedures. But to be honest, they can't stand it, right? They feel that they cannot do it themselves because they don't know where to start or they are ashamed to hire somebody to see that they don't have it. Right. So it's, it's mm-hmm. they're like stuck in that, that, that mindset. What would you say to those women that are in that position right now? It's really difficult because your business is your baby. You started this on your own. You may have team members in there. You may not. And it's a real struggle because it's, you want to trust somebody. You want someone who's going to value the team the same way you do, who has similar visions. And it's really difficult to scale your business when it's just you. And opening your arms and bringing in a trusted team is a huge shift in your business, but it does make this difference when you do it correctly. You know, a key example is my mum. She loves to do everything for herself. And it can be a real frustration for me as the delegation queen seeing her do things. So even like just around the household, she'll do everything. She'll do the gardening. She'll even go on the roof and clean the roof. She'll be scrubbing the Oh my gosh. Your mum goes on top of the roof? She's hardcore, 70 year old. I was like, Mom, how are you? She lives in the Caribbean. Mom, how are you? Oh, I'm just doing this. I'm in the garden. I've been here for the last six hours. Like, Mom, we can just hire a gardener. No, I need to do it myself. And it's like, Mom, yes, you can do it yourself. But imagine those six hours you spent, you just told me you're tired, your bones are hurting, you're aching. You wanted to go out with your friends, but you couldn't. So you had to stay at home because you're too tired. So if we hired a gardener to do that work for you, maybe the first and second and third time, they may not do it as well as you want them to do it. But if you give them the feedback to say, okay, I noticed you did this the lawn this way, but next time I need it cut a bit shorter or I like these flowers situated over here, at least they start to understand what's going on in your mind and how you like things doing so that eventually they will meet or even exceed your expectations. And then imagine those six hours of gardening, what could you do at that time? Could you lie in bed for longer? Could you be going out with your friends? Could you be having phone calls with me? Just imagine how you could value your time better. And over the period of a year, two years, if you make that shift, how you have a better life from doing that. Yeah. So important, right? Sound like my yeah. <laughs> sound like my parents so many ways, you know. <laughs> and you know, it I think generationally, right? People get the importance of not doing everything themselves. I think there's almost a generational shift that's happened. However, people still do a lot themselves. So when it comes to delegation, I really want to we really want to dive into this because I think it's a skill that we're not taught. And I don't think it's a skill that comes naturally to a lot of women. And we feel guilty. What's that? Sometimes there's guilt involved. Absolutely. There's a lot to it. It's not just the delegation skill in and of itself. I think there's so much around it. So talk to us a little bit about that and strategies that come up for delegation. And, and maybe a good place to start is just what are the biggest mistakes that most leaders do when delegating and how do we avoid them? The biggest mistakes generally is that they hire a team member and they're not fully utilized in them. And they don't realize that until they're overworked and burned out, it becomes really the extreme end. And it's really important that you need to start this delegation piece even before you have a team member in. You need to be able to have a, a, a job role, a specification that says, what is this team member doing? So even take it a further step back, the process is that you need to look at what your business functions are. 
So what are the services that you're offering? And what are what are the key areas that you need to be focusing on in your business as the CEO of your business? Maybe not right now, but in like three months, six months, where what are your key focuses that you want to have in place? So most CEOs will say marketing, business development, networking, serving their clients, whatever it is that they how they ever create greater impact is the key areas. Write those down. What's in your zone of genius? The stuff that you love to do that's going to move the needle forward in your business. Then look at other areas that are outside of your zone of genius that you can start giving to other people. So that may be emailing your newsletter. It could be creating a membership portal. It could be the onboarding process, the welcome pack, the gifts, the flowers that go out to your clients. If you're currently doing those tasks, yes, it's important they get done, but it's not the best use of your time. So it's trying to pull away and have it in black and white. These are the things that I should be focusing on. And this is the stuff that's not in my zone of genius. I can do it or Maybe it's not my best skill set, but I need to give it to somebody else. And then once you have that list, it's then looking at what department it falls under. Because if you look at a traditional organizational chart, you'd have the CEO at the top, you'd have the COO, the CFO, you'd have the admin department, the finance, the marketing, the sales. What often happens with entrepreneurs and specifically online businesses is that we tend to get one person to do everything in in the business. And then slowly they could run out of energy and mistakes happen, the standards of the bar gets dropped, and then the CEO has to come back and manage things. So what's really important and key is to look at, okay, I've got this list of 30 things that need to happen in the business that I shouldn't be doing. How many people do I need within those 30 things? Is it one team member, two, three? Sometimes it could be three departments. It could be a social media person. It could be a personal assistant. It could be marketing support. Out of those three, which one is the key priority that you need help right now with that you can't wait any longer? Get that person in first. Normally, it's the personal assistant or the social media. Get that person in first so that at least then you've got less responsibilities on your plate. Get them to learn what they're doing, own that task, be responsible for it. And then the next plan is to bring the second and the third person in over a period of time. So then eventually you'll be able to step back and do the CEO work. So that's the the process and the phases you'd go through to be able to delegate effectively. But just to add on that, the other key part is that is that you need to be able to onboard them effectively and to communicate and illustrate what the vision of your business is So what's the end goal of your business? Some clients say to me they don't want to be working Fridays. They want to reduce their hours down to 20 hours. They're currently doing 80-hour weeks. They want to be able to go on holiday and switch off. They want to spend more time with their family and loved ones. Their their business partners or their friends are calling them for lunch and they they can't get away from their desk because they're just far too busy. They want to create greater impact, reach more people. They want to make more money. So whatever it is that you want to do, communicate that with your team so that they can understand the values and the vision of the business so that you're all rowing in the same direction. So imagine if you're in going down the river and you're all in this rowing boat, you and your team, and you know where the end goal is, the finish line, but your team have got their eyes closed because you haven't communicated what's going on. How are, they, how are you going to get to that finish line if your team, one's going left, one's going right? It's just chaos. So it's really important. Communication is key above everything else. I love that. Liz and I put a lot of time doing it separate and then together. We thought about our mission, our vision, our values, what we want for our team, how we see it down the road. And that evolved. That evolved with, mm-hmm. with, with time. But we we really put time into it. And I mm-hmm. think for a lot of people that is intimidating because they're they're still 
gray area. So I don't know if there is any any tip that you could give for them to say, okay, I don't need to get this right. Like it, it evolves because mm-hmm. I think there's some, I don't know if you agree with me, but there's a lot of pressure into, okay, finding this perfect future that is like static. And there's, I don't, I don't believe personally, I don't believe there's such a thing. It, it evolves. Liz and I started with the podcast and one meetup. We didn't think much, right, Liz, about uh, like, yeah. we, we couldn't imagine, but we were reinventing ourselves. So for, for the ladies that are real estate investors that are listening now, in terms of the pressure that they put in themselves to figure that out, what they should look at, their lifestyle, as you're saying, is, is, a, is a good point, or there's other ways that they can create that sheet to communicate with the team members. Yeah, it's a good point because time is a key factor that often we don't have. But it's it's a huge importance to make the time to make sure that you do have some carved out time when you bring in these team members because otherwise the knock-on effect of that is that you're then going to fire this person and have to start the rehiring process over again. So rather than getting to that, let's carve out some time and spend some time with them explaining the process. And it can be looking at ways to simplify it. So why not? record um you're on board like record to them a welcome video to say this is me this is the people I serve this is what I do this is why I do it this is how these are the different services and the deliverables and my zone of genius is this I've hired you because I need you to help me with this I would eventually love to get to the stage where I could just be able to have a lunch break without having to panic where I can finish work at five o'clock And having you on my team is going to help me there. I know you're going to ask me a lot of questions at the beginning because I expect you to do that because you're new. But I'm expecting over the next three months, towards the end of the three months, that you will feel more confident and comfortable to do things on your own without me having to always give you that feedback. So it's just having an honest conversation. You don't have to have everything documented. You're not expected to have a 100-page handbook ready for them with all your policies of annual leave and sick leave and everything. Just deal with it as it comes along. And naturally, you'll start tweaking and perfecting things. So if you imagine when you started your business, what it is now is probably completely different because you may have changed niche. You may have changed the way that you do things or operate because you've seen that it hasn't worked and you've shifted it to make it better for you. So it's the same with when you're hiring a team member and you've got team members in your business is that just go with the flow. And I've created what I love. I call it the top 10. It's my top 10 commandments. And I created this because I noticed that there was a frustration where there were certain things that were not being done to the standards I was expecting. But this was a very junior team member I had in. So I I wasn't expecting her to be highly polished. But I wanted to be clear with her what I was expecting. And I felt like I was constantly repeating the same things over and over again. And it could be a frustration to that. I'm so busy. Doesn't she get what I'm trying to do? And like, actually, maybe she doesn't really understand because it's in my mind. She can't, she's not a mind reader, right? So I created this top 10. And basically, it's like a list of 10 things that I'm expecting her to do so that she can start thinking for herself without me having to always be involved so that she knows what what success looks like. And also, it's great for when I'm doing performance reviews, I can always refer back to this and say, actually, one of the top 10s is that every problem you have, you need to come up with three solutions. And I've noticed last week there was five problems and you brought every five to me and you asked me to solve them. Why Why was that? 
So the, that's what's in the commandments, but why is that not happening? What, where do you need help? What's happening there? Like, so it's really clear for them, these are the expectations, this is the standards. And it may come to a point where those standards are there and they're just not being met, the criteria is not there for them, and that means that they're just not the right person for the business. And because you've, you've set those out, you've set that criteria there, and if it's not going to work, then it's time to move on and find somebody else. I couldn't agree more with, with you. I think for me, a big red flag is when a team member tells me, tell me exactly what you need me to do. I was like, oh no, <laughs> if I need to do that, then why do I have you? I, I need, I need a, a, a thinking person with me, playing with me, right? In, in the arena, mm-hmm. thinking about the problem. I don't care about the problem. I care about what are the solutions. I can have somebody that complained like, oh, this was hard, <laughs> right? Or, or I can find whatever it is. And I always look for, okay, how can I better myself, right? Okay. So if you got the impression that I need to tell you exactly what it is, that we're we're completely off over here. There is a standard operating procedure. If there is anything off out of that, if we need to create something, what do you propose? I don't want to propose all the details of things that we're 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 creating. I would like to hear from you. What do you propose? What do you see? Because my brain goes in different areas, your brain goes in different areas. And I totally agree with you. If it comes down to is this the person the right person for this seat? And we might not be a, a, a good match. But having those expectations. It kind of like it guide it guide us, right? Our Strive members, I I know one of them were saying for her social media team member, she's like, it was on written on her social media. I don't mind this day or this day. You can choose, or it was not. I was like, wait a minute, what what is it, right? If 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 you don't tell them what is it, how often do you want the post to go out? They might say, oh, I posted one. Well, you didn't say if you wanted two or three or five or and how often, what day it is. So how can we find this middle ground in terms of not being so broad that there's nothing there and also not be so, so, so specific? (laughs) Then they are like, oh, my gosh, if I don't follow this to the T, then I'm also out. How can we find this middle ground? Yeah, so working with a team is almost like dating. It's like you have to communicate and say to each other how you're feeling on both sides because there's something that you may be frustrated with, there's stuff that's working and that's not working on both sides. And it's really important that you communicate with each other so that you're both on the same page because you want this relationship to work. It's that you need to communicate. So it's really important to have an open door policy where your team member feels confident to come and speak to you one, about any concerns they have, but also they may be seeing holes in your business, but they're not coming to you because you've said to them that you're busy or they feel that you're busy, but they ha- you haven't actually communicated that. So having a time dedicated, carved out in the diary, at least having weekly team calls with your team, what the same time each day, it can even be just 30, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, depending on the size of your team. And that's an opportunity where they know that they show up at that time and the, the queries that they have, the concerns that they have or questions about the tasks that they're delivering for the week can be discussed. 
So we do this every Monday at 11am and we go through what are you working on this week? What's your key focus? What are the areas of the of your task that you're waiting on me from? What's the bottlenecks that you're waiting for me for that you can't move forwards? We get those covered and then we discuss any key projects or in, within the timelines that need to be discussed as well to make sure that they then have everything answered to then get on with their work. So we fix the time. So we go through the high priority task first. Anything left over, they then slack me through an online communication tool with any other questions they may have. Now, I'm not constantly checking Slack because I need to be productive with my time as well. So there's certain times that I'll say to them, at this time and this time of the day, I will communicate with you. But if it's an emergency and I give them examples of what an emergency is, then you can text me or call me. Otherwise, wait for me to reply back on Slack. So that way, it gives them an opportunity to speak to you about stuff they're working on, gives you the opportunity to flag anything that you've got concerns over, and then you can both then have an idea of what's going on between the two of you or the team. I love that. You know, there's so many pieces to to delegation and, and, and time management. I mean, you, you mentioned somewhere, I was reading about how you know it's time to hire. And we hear that a lot from women who are growing their their businesses and portfolios. They say, you know, I, I can't afford to hire like a full-time person. And so then, you know, what, what can I do, right? Maybe get a VA, a virtual assistant. There's so many options mm-hmm. now, even more than ever, right? Um, mm-hmm. In terms of contract workers. But that's not always the biggest issue. The issue is setting it up and then obviously creating the space to, to bring someone on. So Creating their list, the I love the zone of genius. They 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 have the list of things they need to let go of. What should be some of their next steps after that? You know, what are some of their next steps to really securing the right person with the right pay? You know, because there's a lot of pieces around it. There's a lot of question marks that people have of the right way to do it. And uh, you know, what would you say is those next steps after they have their list of things they need to let go of? Yeah, so okay, let's give you an example. So you've noticed that you need a personal assistant because the majority of those tasks are related to that. And that's a key priority for the business right now, because you've noticed that you're doubling up on appointments, you're missing appointments, you're going to the wrong place, and you're losing money. So that's a leakage that you need to fix ASAP. So hiring in this personal assistant, what tends to happen is people say, well, I need you, but I'm not going to hire you now because my inbox is quite messy. And I don't want you to see my inbox with 100,000 emails. So Let's wait three months and then we can organize it there. I need to organize my Dropbox folder for you. And this, a personal assistant skill set is organization and structure. They thrive. That's their zone of genius is organizing, managing inboxes. You know, they, they will find efficiency in stuff you didn't even imagine was there. They will free your time. They will do stuff that took you one hour. They'll do it in 10 minutes because they're used to finding shortcuts to get things done. So in that example, it's really key that if that's what you've highlighted, give yourself a shorter time frame to say, okay, I need this person. These are the job responsibilities that I need them to do. Pick at least, pick your high level five. So let's say managing your inbox, coordinating your diary, liaising with your clients. Um, I'm just trying to think of some others. Uh, PowerPoint presentation and research. They're the top five that you need them to do. Then it would be to promote this somewhere within your network so that you're attracting the right people. So that could be through social media posts. LinkedIn is a great place to start. Indeed, I love using Indeed as well to have reach a wider net. And just asking your, your colleagues, your business buddies, if they have anyone that they would recommend that they know of that would be a perfect fit for this. The worst thing you could do is say, I need a VA or a PA. Could you know anybody? Because you need to make sure that that person will do specifically what you've asked them to do. 
And an extra bonus would be if they're experienced in the industry that you work in as well. So what often happens is they just say, put it out there and say, I'm looking for a PA. And then they get everybody applying for it. And then where are you going to have the time to go through all these applications or those messages that come in through? So the more specific you can be, it's the same way if you are promoting yourself, you will say, buy this pen from me if you are, and your list of criteria, do not buy this pen if you do not have. So it's the same thing when you are hiring somebody that you have these criteria in place so that you attract the right people. But then also when it comes to the interviewing process, you've already got this document in front of you that lists the stuff that you need them to do. So then you've got that as the starting point to ask them questions around those skill sets to make sure that they can actually do what they said they can do and they can actually walk the walk. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You know, one of the, the main reasons why they say they don't hire is the trust, right? He's like, how, hmm. how can I trust this, this person? And, and I always pause and think about it. And I was like, well, you're actually not trusting yourself that you have the ability, the, the skill set to hire somebody, the confidence to, to, to hire somebody. And I don't know if there is a, a supermarket or, or Amazon selling that right now, right? Um, we get, we gain confidence from different ways and by doing it and learning from it and firing people and hiring people, you know, I can tell sometimes it's just like, Jesus, for the love of God, can I get <laughs> right a break out of this, right? But it's just not the right fit. And that that is okay. Women always think about scaling real estate, right? But not scaling their leadership. And I think that that's when the problem happens. They're thinking, oh, I would like to do more deals or pivot in diversify my investment and do or attend conferences and go to places, go to meetups and, and do other things. But I don't have the time for that. And I also don't have the freaking patience to deal with people, with teams, and I think I want to brainstorm this with you because it sounds that 
their their business mindset is on the right track, but then the leadership mindset not so much. So it's they are not quite aligned, and I don't know if it is even possible to accomplish the goals, the business goals, if they don't also elevate their leadership mindset. Absolutely. It's a huge mind shift. And a lot of work has done with that when I work with my clients one-on-one. I had a client who spent most, she's got a big big team of like 20 team members, but she was still doing her expenses. She was processing her expenses and tracking down business expenses, going to different people, asking them for receipts, which was taking her six hours on average a week. And, you know, we started this conversation at the beginning of working together and I said to her, why, why are you spending your time doing that? She's like, well, I just, I just need to get it done. So I just do it. And I explained to her the reasons why you need to do that, the obvious reasons. And she was still continue to do it. So I said, okay, we're stopping everything else. Let's go back to this. So we tracked her, her worth, her, her time worth, what that's valued at based on her vision. So this is the amount of hours that she wants in the next year. She had this goal to reach 2 million and she wanted to be have this amount of holidays per year and only work these amount of hours. So then we worked out what her hourly rate would be based on this. And I think it came up to like $1,500 was her, was her hourly, hourly rate. So I said, why are you doing $20 tasks or less than $20 tasks? Why are you doing this? What could you, you tell me that your mission is to get to 2 million by next year? How are you going to get to 2 million if you're still focusing on $20 tasks? If you took that out of your weekly um, commitments, what could you be doing with that time? Well, I could be doing marketing and sales. I can be speaking to the customers. I want to be able to go out and see more customers to drum up more, build up my reputation. So what's stopping you right now? I just need to do it. I'm going to do it. I need to do this. I need to give this to somebody else to do. And it was just a simple, it, it was a simple solution. But it's a real big mindset shift to, to, to go over the fence to the other side because it's very obvious. It's black and white that it's there. But for, we have this really difficulty of letting go because we're used to doing everything for ourselves. And it gives us that sense of achievement that we've done these things. And it's stuff that we're comfortable with doing and confident. And sometimes going off to new areas can, can be a worry. And it's just having that confidence to make that shift and commanding in confidence to say, I'm giving this to you. Because I know that for me to get to this vision of what I need to do in my business, I need to step up and command and I need to step up as a CEO and be the CEO of my business and not the COE, the chief of everything. Because as you said, I'm going to stagnate my growth if I do everything myself. And I don't want that for you because I don't want you to get to burnout. I don't want you to resent yourself in a year's time when you look back on this and realize that you didn't make that goal because you didn't utilize your time effectively. Yeah, that's I think great. that's so great. Can I share one, what happened with me this week? So yeah, I sure. moved I moved to my new house and my, my washer and dryer is not ready for me. And clearly I do have laundry to be done, right? And my mom is still on vacation. So I don't have help at this moment. And then I thought, well... What can what can I do, right? And I, I I researched around and I found this laundry mat. And I've looked up laundry mat before as, as business to buy it, but never been. I never used one. I didn't know what to do, what to 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 anything, right? So my first thought process was on a Sunday. My first thought process was okay. I go there. 
and I, I do the laundry, but then I was like, do people leave or they stay there? Because if I stay there, I need to, I need to do something. Do they have like a coffee shop where I can bring my computer, read a book or something? I was like, that's not kind of, I, I, I think I know that there are a couple of laundries that, that have that, but that was not the case on this one. And then I saw that they offered this drop off, right? For all people that mm-hmm. are listening, they're like, Andressa, how the hell you didn't know that? Well, I did <laughs> not know. I did not know. I did never use, never used them before. And they have this drop off, meaning you drop your laundry there, right? And then you pick it up later. That is all folded, clean and all of that, right? Like, how much is that? So I called the lady and she was super, super nice. She's like, yeah, come and drop it off. It's a dollar and whatever. I don't know. Per pound. I was like, per pound? Per pound. It's not possible that my basket of clothing is going to be more than like 30 pounds, 40 pounds max. Right? Anyway, she's like, took my clothes there, 27 bucks. I was like, excuse me? 27 bucks. And it's a block from my house. And it got all cleaned and folded and ready for me mm. to go, all organized, very nice fold, folded. And I was like, for 27 bucks, this person saved my time a lot. I don't even know if I want to have laundry over here in my house, to be quite honest, because I spent a lot of time with, with that. So I was surprised. So for the ladies that are listening, hold on, I'm going to connect the dots for you. What I'm saying to you is that sometimes we think that VAs and other companies, it's cost too much and we're not going to do it because, oh, I need to pay 401k and insurance and this and that and this and that. We live in a world right now that it's, I don't even know where we have people from three or four different countries working for us right now, right? So I don't care where they are if they're executing it. Uh, and nicely. And I think it's a misconception about what is the, not the cost, I will change that to what is the investment and in, in what how much it's costing your business if you continue doing things like, like that. Do you feel, Selena, that is this misconception about cost that people think that is like, oh my gosh, I can't afford it? Yeah, it's absolutely. It's, a co- it's a, an investment, not a cost. So how much is your time worth to you? And that's a great example that you gave because I'm sure for now you're going to start rethinking that when you have your next basket of laundry, you're going to think, okay, let me do this because then you've got that time free to do other stuff. And that's that's the key bit. And when you start to see that shift, you start doing it, you see a huge difference. But it's really difficult because if you're just looking at the money of what you're paying out, you need to look at what you're going to be gaining back from doing that. And there's clients that I've worked with where they were working 80 hour weeks all in their business and they've refined it down to working 20 hour weeks. Their return of investment has outweighed it because they're spending their time in the areas that are growing and scaling the business. They've been able to 5X their business because they're spending the time on the stuff that really is going to make those huge shifts. So it's worth paying that money. And if you're new to this, you don't have to go out and hire a full-time person. As you mentioned, there's virtual assistants. You can hire one for five hours a week, just start off with small tasks, start off with maybe research tasks if you want to just trust them first and see what they can do for you. Just start off with small areas first that you can see a huge shift in your business. And then once you start to see that return, you'll then slowly start 
giving out more work to do and you'll then become more relaxed and see that wow what have been, what have I been waiting for I wish I'd done this 10 years ago yeah absolutely and that's that's what it comes down to is is, is when you look at your time it it's going in a lot of directions and if you're not conscious to it or, or take that time to really reflect it just happens right it can kind of happen it's like spending money it's like hold on thought I had a hundred bucks in my wallet. And then at the end of the week, you're like, what did I spend that money on? Same with time. You know, you talk about time management hacks and, you know, definitely, definitely one of my, one of, one of our favorite subjects just mm-hmm. because, you know, it's, it's the one limited resource, right? We always say money, money is not limited, but time is. So, so what are you, some of your favorite hacks that you work with, um, you know, with your clients that, that the woman listening can use in their world of, you know, shaving down time and, and creating more time for what they really want? So with my team, I say well, the number one tool I use is Loom. It's a free recording software so that when I'm delegating tasks, I actually record myself doing the task. And then that video is saved somewhere securely, whether it's in Loom or in Google Drive. So it's like a go-to resource. And then the expectations of that deliverance by that team member is spot on because they've got a video. Sometimes if you have it written, you may not explain it. You may miss steps. Have you ever bought anything from like Ikea and it's like a, a, like a, if it was handwritten, you wouldn't be, you know, if it's the diagram kind of most times it gets you there. But imagine if it was written, like you'd be there for hours and hours trying to do this. So, and then so often you try and YouTube it. YouTube is like the savior for us, right? Of how to do things. So having the video recordings, even though it's going to take you two minutes, three minutes out of your day, that again is a lifesaver for me because they know exactly what they need to do. If that person's off sick and someone else needs to do it, I do not need to explain it again because the video is right there of what needs to happen. So that's the number one hack that I like. I love looking at stuff that is taking me a long time to do or stuff that I do over and over again and finding a way to simplify it. So an example of that would be if I'm launching or promoting maybe a masterclass and it's the same paragraph that I want to promote on social media, on emails, I actually create the template and then add a code. So I'll put maybe M1 for masterclass one. So if I type M1 onto my phone or onto my laptop, it will just bring out the whole template with the link to sign up. So I don't have to write it out over and over again. So you can do that with canned responses. I'll have to look what it, the actual name is, but there's one called canned responses. I love using that. Mm. Great. I love it. Um, just taking notes, busy taking notes. <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. This has been great, Lena. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. And a lot of it's, it's mind shift. The mindset has to shift in order to take different action, right? And I always say, you know, if you're, if so many women are in it, if you're in it, you have to create the time to step away from it, right? So I think that's also something that I've done. I'm doing more and more where you're just literally creating that time to think about and work on the business versus in it. Because if you don't create that space, especially if you're jammed during the day, it's just not going to happen. It's like, you know, I want to work out, but I'm not making the time to go to the gym. Well, that's great, but you have to actually physically go to the gym. You have to physically sit with things that Selena said today. So, so if you yeah, get absolutely. nothing, right? Absolutely. Just one extra tip is that I've now started to carve out once a month rest and reflect, which is like clarity breaks, where it's in my diary now once a month. It's the whole day out of my business, away from my office. I'm not contactable. So there's no distractions, no social media. And I just have a blank piece of paper in front of me. And I'm just reviewing what's happened over the last month or so. What's worked? What's not worked? What's been going around in my mind that I haven't been able to do? Because then I'm in my creative mode if I'm away from everything else. And there's so much value and such so much good juices that come out from just sitting in front of nothing and just writing down whatever's going on in your mind. And it just helps you to realign yourself 
to keep you on the same track that you the reason why you started your business. Love that. I love that. And it's actually really helpful to go away from the the office. I've been doing stuff like that in the morning. And then my mind, as soon as like time is getting to the end, my mind's going to what I need to do during the day. So it's actually taking away from my creative energy, mm-hmm. if you will. So I like the yes. removing, removing yourself. Actually, that's a great tip. Yes. So. Um, Selena, where can the ladies listening? This has been great. Uh, learn more about you, connect with you further. So you can visit my website, selenajohnson.com. And there's some freebies on there that you'd love to sign up to, um, some great valuable tools. And you can also follow me on Instagram. I am Selena Johnson. That's awesome, Selena. And all this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Selena, is what's the most transformational book you ever read? Oh, that's a good one. I think it has to be the secret because it's all about the mind and it's all about being positive. And I, I think that's been, had a huge play in my personal life, but also the business as well, is that there's things, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be ups and downs, but it's channeling, channeling that transformational positivity in your mind. And that's been really a huge, huge help for me. It's a classic, right? Never gets old. Mm. You can read it at any time. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Oh, I'm not sure there is one routine, but I would say for sure my morning ritual is really important to me. And that helps me set up myself for the day. And that's a case of meditation in the morning, um, when I've dropped the kids, kids to school, going on a walk just to refresh my mind and prepare me for the day and eating the right foods as well as health. Wonderful. And the last question is, which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? There's so many out there. Oh, wow. So there's definitely Oprah Winfrey, the journey that she's been on, um, Diana, the support that she's given out to people and the charity she supported. I'd say they would be my my top two. Love it. Love it too. It's just there's so many women that just are doing such phenomenal things, right? When you, especially when you mm. focus on it. Uh, Selena, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for sharing all your suggestions and tips so we can free ourselves up and, and do more of what we love. So appreciate you If you, you enjoyed this podcast thank and you. want Thanks to receive updates thank on you, our Selena. next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.